spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast. And tonight, my special guest is Amanda Bone. Amanda, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So Amanda, for those in the audience that don't know you, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, how old you are, your family, brothers, sisters, cats, dogs, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so I'm an only child, so I don't have any brothers or sisters. I live with my mom and dad, but I do have a four-legged sibling. I have a six-year-old black lab pit bull mix named Mo. And I live in a small town called Machesney Park. We're about 10 minutes from Rockford, Illinois. If you're not familiar with the area, it's about an hour and a half from Chicago. Okay. And I'm currently 16 years old, and I'll be 17 this coming November. Okay. So um, can you tell me, is there something that most people don't know about you? Um... Something most people don't know about me would probably be when I was nine years old, I actually broke my left wrist riding my electric scooter and I flew over the handlebars and my biggest worry was, oh no, I'm hurt. My biggest worry was, oh no, I'm going to be out of the race car. What am I going to do? <laughs> but no, we went, I had to go see an orthopedic specialist to see if I was going to need surgery or not. And I didn't end up needing surgery, but I was in a cast for eight weeks. And then I was in a brace for four more weeks. And that summer, I actually raced with a cast on. And I actually won my first feature ever with the broken wrist. So that was really cool. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. So what was your favorite toy as a kid? Did you play with cars or dolls? I, I'm kind of that tomboy girl to me. My, my dad always had race cars in the garage. So when I was little, anything, almost every night was, can I sit in the race car? Can I sit in the race car? I always wanted to be out in the garage hanging out with my dad. So okay, I was somewhat into dolls, but I was more into cars for sure. All right. Sounds good. What's your favorite food? My favorite food, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, right now it's probably Italian, so like pasta. Okay, and where do you go to school? What grade are you in and where do you go to school? I currently go to Harlem High School and I am a junior this year. Okay, and do you have a favorite subject in school? Um, my favorite subject in school would probably be science. Um, I'm really big into anatomy and physiology, which is good, considering I want to be a pediatric nurse when I grow up, so. Okay, that was going to be my next question. What do you want to do for a job? So you answered that for me, so that's great. So let's talk about your racing career. I know that you had, uh, you just told us about your little accident. So when did you actually start racing, and what 
what were you racing when you started? Um, I started racing in the spring of 2010. So I had just turned eight years old and I was racing go-karts at a road course called Sugar River Raceway. And some of you may be familiar with that. It's actually where Danica Patrick got her start. So that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And how many years did you race? What what was it that you were racing? What kind of a car? A cart or go-kart? What was it? Um, I started out in the, well, it's not the lowest level you can go, but it's called Junior One. So it's for kids 8 to 12. And I raced go-karts. Uh, they were basically just road course carts that you could take anywhere. I know a lot of places around here, like uh, Road America, the cart track up there, uh, Sugar River. There's a bunch of ovals and stuff they can race. And then I actually ended up getting a couple of oval carts too. And I jumped in and raced dirt for a few years. And I raced street races, which were probably my favorite where we'd go out and race in the middle of town square and have a big crowd come out. And that was just really cool to experience something different. That sounds like a lot of fun. And how did, how did that work that you, the police weren't there? Did it, was it something that was like scheduled and, and you did that or? Yeah, it was for the 4th of July in another town outside of here called Durand. Um, they have a, like 4th of July festival every year. And the promoter that I raced for had it scheduled so we could go race in their celebration. And they used to take plastic barricades and kind of barricade off Town Square. So we used to race around Town Square and they made an oval and it was really fast. And I used to run double duty. I used to race with the road course carts. So we'd convert them over to race on the oval. They had a different motor package than what our typical oval carts had. So I'd race two different classes. So I'd race what they call a clone cart and then I'd race a Honda cart. So there's plenty of summers where I would jump in one cart and jump right in the other one and go race with them. So it was fun and I enjoyed it a lot. So it was not difficult to go from one cart to the other? You uh... um, Well, it I got used to it because I did it so much. With the, with the clone carts, you're more laid down because with the oval carts, you want to be laid down so you can have as much of your weight backwards to keep the rear tires on the ground. Okay. So you're laying down. And with the Honda carts, because you're racing on a road course and you want equal weight distribution, you're sitting up more. So it, it was kind of hard for me to go from almost laying all the way down to sitting straight up, but it wasn't hard to get used to. Okay. So what kind of a car do you race now? I race what is called a super cup. They are half scale cars. So imagine your typical late model and take the width and cut it in half and then cut the height in half. So. And they look kind of like NASCAR cars. Would that be right? Yes. Yeah. So and how many years have you been racing those? Um, I've been racing for the super cups for six years. Okay. You've had quite a few years. Yeah. What's your car number and how did you choose? Um, my number is six and I chose it because it was my dad's number. And then something cool I was just thinking about the other day was my dad actually quit racing in 2006 and I started right after he quit. So it was almost like, oh yeah, here's your number. You're going to be six. Your dad was six and he quit in 06. So why don't you be six too? 
Yeah, that makes a that makes perfect sense for you to do that. And what color is your car? Um, I've actually had a couple different colors over the years. Um, I had one car that we uh, a couple years ago that we dedicated just to Harlem, so it was orange, black, and white. And then I've had cars be completely purple. I've had cars be purple and black. I've had cars be purple and white. But anything I've always raised usually has some sort of purple in it. So okay. That's good. I like purple too. So um, who helps you with your car? Who, who does the work, the like mechanical part of it? My dad, my dad, George, he, he's extremely, extremely mechanically inclined. Okay. And because he's been around racing for over 30 years now, he knows his way around the race car. And even if I don't always know the like correct technical terms to tell him how I'm feeling or how the car is handling, he knows what I'm thinking about and he knows the exact changes that he needs to make. So I'd say we're a good team. I think you're a very good team. That That's great that you have that kind of experience. I have some really great support systems with my mom and dad behind me. And I have a lot of, I come from a very big family and it's cool to have my family come out and support me. And obviously I have best friends from school, from my extracurricular activities, just family friends and stuff that always come out and cheer me on. It's extremely important to see them come up and watch me. Like, even on the hard days, it's like, hey, we got your back. You're doing great. And even for friends who can't be there, just shooting me good luck Texas before the races, just keep my mood up and keep me and my nerves settle a little bit, especially for my family that lives far away. It means a lot. Oh yeah, it does mean a lot. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you was what do your friends think of you racing? So it sounds like they think it's pretty cool and they're proud of you and they are very supportive. Would that be correct? My friends are honestly the best. Like being a girl in racing isn't usually the typical stereotype. Usually you see girls not jumping in race cars and going out racing with the guys. And I've honestly made some of my best friends through racing. And even if my friends don't technically always understand what I do or why I do it, they're always right there behind me, supporting me 110%. And I honestly couldn't do it without their support. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I think almost everybody that I talk to at some point in the interview will say that the people they've met at the track mean like the most to them. So that's, that's yeah. Absolutely. So when you're at the starting line or you're getting ready to get come up to the green flag, what are you thinking about? When I I kind of have like this ritual, I'll call it, before we go racing. Um, so my dad, I have a spotter. My dad's my not only my crew chief, but he's my spotter as well. My dad and I have radio communication. So when I'm sitting on the grid waiting to go out, I'll I'll make sure, first I'll make sure I can hear him and he can hear me. And then I'll check my seatbelts, make sure they're all tight. And then I'll check my steering wheel and make sure I got it on straight and tight. And then I'll make sure my roof's latched and then I'll check the mirrors. But I don't know if there's really words I can say to put in right how I feel right before I'm going green because you never know what's going to happen. Racing is a risky sport and you kind of, some days you got to leave it all out there and other times you got to take your time and see what comes your way. Yeah, that's true. That's good, good advice for even adults and older people is 
just kind of every race is different. You think maybe it's going to be a certain way and it's not. So that's good. So now you told me you race at the one track. Do you ever go to any other tracks to race? Um, yeah, actually, I've traveled over in your neck of the woods the past two years. I've been over to Indiana and Michigan with uh, GLS Super Cups. So I've been to South Bend, New Paris, Angola, uh, Springport, Kalamazoo, um, Flat Rock, Mottville, and then, of course, all my local tracks. Uh, I forgot Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> Anderson, Indiana. Rockford Speedway, Grundy County Speedway, Slinger Speedway, Dells Raceway Park, and then Toma Speedway, which is about a three-hour drive for me from here. So. Okay, so were you at Kalamazoo this year? I was not at Kalamazoo this year. Okay. I was at Kalamazoo the past couple years for their World Series of Compacts. Yeah, okay. So my very good friends run the Midwest Compact Touring Series, which is like the World Series of Compacts. So that's kind of cool. So I'm going yeah. to mention you to them. Um, my official point season is over, yes. But in a couple of weeks, uh, Rockford has the National Short Track Championships, and I'm currently looking for a ride, and my divisions are not racing that weekend, so we have some friends that might be willing to offer me a ride. So we aren't sure what that holds yet, but I'm excited to see what opportunities come my way. Okay, so what kind of a ride would it be? What kind of a car would you be looking to drive? Um, I personally want to jump into a short tracker, which if you don't know what a short tracker is, it's basically a four-cylinder car, which they're 2,400 pounds, so they're smaller, but they, it'd be a good step up for me going from the small cars to a bigger car because I have, I don't want to say I have confidence in myself, but like I I know how to get around Rockford, but I don't want to go straight from a small car all the way up into, say, a super late model. Right. Kind of take a step at a time. Probably good advice, right? Yes, very yeah. much so. So do you, in that cup series, I know you race against pretty much the same people each time you go, right? Because they're all in the series. Right. So is there someone that you especially like to race against? Yeah, actually, I'm going to shout him out, too. Peyton okay. uh, Glodowski and I actually had a lot of fun racing with each other this year. There was a lot of close races, and he always raced me clean, and he raced me hard, and it was always fun to watch his race for the finish. Okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you gave him a shout out, so now he can watch this. If you could race, let, let's not talk about the Rockford race, but if you could race any kind of car, on any track, do you have any idea what that would be? Kind of like a bucket list item. Where, what would you like to race? I there's actually a couple of things I want, like would want to drive in my future. Obviously, I'd want to race a super late model for sure. And then I've also looked at the possibility of jumping into a 410 sprint car and racing on dirt somewhere. Those are, those things are so cool, and I want to drive one so bad. Okay, awesome. So do you know who McKenna Hassey is? I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah. You should find her on Facebook. Her last name is H-A-A-S-E. Um, she's an amazing sprint car driver in Knoxville, Iowa. So 
you uh, check out and follow, kind of follow her and see what she's up to. Yeah, so, definitely. Okay. So what do you look forward to the most on race day? Race day, I look forward to just getting out there and turning laps and seeing what my car is going to be like compared to everybody else. I kind of get the uneasy feeling not knowing what the day holds. So before we always go out, I'm kind of jittery and shaky, just waiting to get out there. And sometimes I wish time would get faster so we could get out there quicker. But once I get out there, my, my nerves go right away. And I'm just in the zone, as I call it, focused on it and trying to make my car as best as it can be. Okay. So do you have like, are you said about the routine when you're in the car, do you have like a certain thing you always eat on race day or anything um, else you always wear a same, a lucky t-shirt, anything like that? <laughs> um, I have these pair of neon pink socks that I wear on race day and they're knee high socks and they say see ya on the side. So before I put my suit on, my dad, and I always talk about what we're going to do. And we're going to say, we always say, see you in victory lane, because that's our goal. But I'm one of the drivers that doesn't like to eat on race day. So my dad usually tries to get me to eat a banana or eat an orange just to keep my vitamins up. So I don't get cramped and don't make myself sick later in the races, especially in the middle of the day when I get super hot and I start to get dehydrated. Okay. Good idea. Good for, good for your dad. And what is it that you enjoy the absolute most about racing? The one thing that just is above all else. Um, obviously I like racing in general. It kind of just, I can go out there and even if I have something on my mind, I can just go out there and know that I can put my mind to racing 110%. And it just, it's kind of like a stress relief, relief you know? it kind of just takes everything away. And I made some of my best friendships through racing over the years with Maggie Struthers, Sydney Wonderling. Um, and then some of the boys that I used to race go-karts with, I'm still close with, uh, they're racing late models now. And like Max Kaler and Jake Nottestad, Riley Sendrum, they all moved up, but we all, we all stay in contact. And what's cool, cool about that is even though we raced with each other, many like multiple years ago now we still stay in contact and we, we're always keeping updated with each other's racing stuff so I enjoy that too. Yeah that's that's amazing and I, I'm guessing that that's going to be the way for a long time because you have something in common that you don't have in common with a lot of other people and and that's pretty cool. I know Sydney Wonderling and I know Maggie Struthers so that's cool that you've yeah. raced with them. Yeah, they're two of my best friends. Okay. So besides them, are there a lot of other girls that race, or is it just a handful? Um, I've only raced with a handful of other girls, but I know that some of the other tracks we go to, even if I haven't met them, it's always cool to see other girls maybe in bigger divisions than I am. But I've raced with and became friends with a few girls over the years, yeah. Yeah, okay. So if you had um, a little girl come up to you or came, they, a mom came up to you and your mom or your, you and your dad and, and they said, you know, my daughter wants to get into this racing thing. What do you think? What would you, what would you respond to them? I'd tell them that she should follow her dreams because 
10 years ago when I started racing, I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I do, but I love it. And if you have a dream of racing and you want to do it really bad, you'll find the way to do it and you'll succeed. Even if it doesn't look like you will on some days, you will. Okay. So when you go to races, um, do little girls come into the pits and like want your autograph or want to look at your car? Um, does that happen very often? Yeah, that happens quite a bit actually. And it's really cool to see because even if I don't think, even if I've had a bad night, say I, I broke or wrecked and didn't finish, I still have these little girls that come running up to me and have the biggest smiles on their faces. Like, you're a girl, you were out there racing. And yesterday at Slinger, Courtney Borman, my teammate and I, another one of my really good friends, had a little girl come up to us and saw us in our driver's suits. And she goes, she goes, girl power. And she gives us high fives. And it was, it was really cool, especially with the nerves we were both feeling yesterday to kind of put us both at ease. Like, yeah, we got this. Mm -hmm. So how did you girls do yesterday? I finished second and Courtney finished fourth. Okay, so good finishes. Good. Yeah. Very good. So have you had a proudest moment so far in your racing? Like what would be the one thing that you're the most proud of so far? Because you're still young. Um, the thing I'm probably most proud of so far would probably be winning the American Super Cup Championship two years ago. And with it, I also won the American Rookie of the Year and I won GLS Rookie of the Year. So it was cool to see that with all the traveling and hardly any of the time I was spending at home, it paid off and I was able to produce on the racetrack. Yeah, very, very cool. So that's your proudest moment. Do you have a most memorable moment? Maybe something funny that happened? Maybe there was a wreck you had or anything else that's different than the proud moment? Um, probably one of the funniest moments I've had was probably when Maggie Struthers, Sydney Wonderling, and I were in Anderson, Indiana a couple years ago. We went to Steak and Shake after the races, and it was like one in the morning, and we were with our parents, and the three of us had this great idea that we were going to go back to the hotel, and we were going to go swimming. Well, we weren't staying at the same hotel. So all three of us were just running through the parking lots, going from hotel to hotel, going swimming at like one in the morning. And then we had to be up the next day to go racing again. But yeah, that was, it was fun knowing that I have friendships with them that'll last a lifetime for sure. And we can make memories on the track as well as off the track. Yeah, very, very nice. I love hearing that. So I know you're, you know, you're all about social media aren't we all, but I know that you're on social media. So why don't you tell me what kind of things you do to use social media, maybe to help brand yourself? How do you use it to let people know what you're doing and where can people find you if they want to follow you? Um, I use social media in a positive way. I use it to let my family know where I'm going to be racing that weekend, what time races start. Um, I'll post on Facebook, I'll throw a post up there of like a racetrack's flyer with all the information on it. Um, I'll post on my Snapchat, I'll post on my Instagram. Um, if I don't post before races, I usually tend to post after races. Um, but if you wanna follow any of my updates, 
My Snapchat is Amanda.bone6. And my Instagram is Amanda underscore bone6. Okay. All right. So what are your goals for your racing career? So you're 16 years old. Where do you see your racing career going? Um, I have the goal of potentially moving up next year. We'll see what this offseason holds for me. Um, but in the near future, it may have to wait until after I graduate college. But I eventually would want to either be in a late model or super late model. Okay. All right. And do you have anything else that's on your bucket list? Either racing related or not? A trip you want to take or something you want to do? I would want to turn laps either at Bristol or Daytona, or I would want to win nationals again with my bowling team. That's another big thing that I would want to do because it was such a cool experience. Okay. All right. So when you started racing, back when you were, what did you tell me, six years old? Eight, yeah. Eight years old. Did you ever expect that you would be still racing now, you know, eight years later? Or was it just something that at the time your dad was into cars and so you thought you'd try it? When you, you know, um, you're only eight years old, so I know it's hard for you to probably remember exactly what you were thinking then, but... Um, I honestly probably didn't think that I was going to stick with it as long as I did. And to be honest with you, my dad didn't think we would be here today either. He thought that, uh, when he quit, I was only five. So he's like, oh, she won't remember anything about this. She won't want to do it. I'm going to get out of it. And I'm just going to help people in the pits. Amanda's never got a more race. She's just going to stick with this whole soccer and bowling thing. But when I've been going to the racetrack ever since I was three, to watch my dad, to watch uh, my uncle Jerry Guiley, and just to watch other friends throughout the years, I became hooked like that. And I used to beg my parents to go to the races with them. So in my heart, I knew I wanted to race, but my dad and I didn't think we would be here today, no. Okay. So you surprised him. And yeah. you kind of have surprised yourself, too. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So do you have a piece of advice that you could give to not only a girl racer, but really maybe any kind of a, a racer that's, you know, like coming up like you are? What kind of advice would you have? Um, I would just tell them that spending time in the shop counts because if you don't spend the time and put in the effort working on your cars, you're not going to see the results you want. And even on the bad days, you just got to keep pushing through it because things will get better. and you'll start to see the results you want. Very good advice. So if I said, um, what does it take to be a successful race car driver? What do you think that means? I think being a successful race car driver means putting in the work and not just expecting to show up to the track and go straight to the top of the charts. You gotta put in the work, you gotta, you gotta want it. You can't just go out there half-heartedly. You gotta, go out there with the mentality I'm here to race I'm here for the competition and it may not be winning every race it might be okay here I ran a faster lap time than last time oh my laps got faster as the race went on instead of slowing down um or hey maybe maybe you finally beat the car that you've been trying to beat for the past six races or something 
or maybe it's even been consistent. Maybe you finish in the top five all year. It's just the little things along the way that make you successful, I think. Okay. So if you have a bad day at the track, how do you deal with that? Do you talk to your mom? Do you kind of just say, okay, that race is over. We're on to a new day. What do you do? I, I tend to kind of just, I put my stuff away. I take my suit off. I kind of just sit there and think for a little bit. And then I put music in. I walk around. I just kind of think about what I could have done better. And if it wasn't something that the driver did, maybe, or maybe it wasn't the car that was bad, maybe we just had bad luck. Maybe we got caught up in a wreck in front of us. Maybe something broke that was out of our control. You just never know. Okay. So other than racing, what are some other things you'd like to do? I heard you mention bowling and soccer. So what are some other yeah. things? I I was on the girl the Harlem Girls varsity bowling team last year and we won state and then we got this really cool opportunity to go down to O'Fallon, Illinois and bowl for a national title, which we ended up winning. Um so I'm a big bowler. I like to be outside. Um, my family and I are really active. We go camping, we go swimming. Um, and then over this past summer, I'm involved in my local church. I worked as a camp counselor at the summer camp my church puts on called Summerama. And then I also went to Tucson, Arizona for a week on a missions trip with my youth group. Okay, so you are a busy gal. Yeah. Very well-rounded, though. It sounds like you have not just racing in your blood, but you have a lot of other good things going on that, that you're spending time at. So that's, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. So about how many laps do you normally race, or what's the longest race you've ever driven? Um, my typical races are usually anywhere from 20 to 30 laps, and then the longest race I've ever ran was 100 laps. Okay. And so 100 laps, they do they have like pit, pit stops or you just get uh, Yeah, yeah. With the GLS group, when we did our uh, 100 lap Labor Day show last year, we did 50 laps and then we came in, got a break, got some water, and then we went back out and ran the second 50. Okay. So do you know anything about iRacing? Have you ever tried that? Yeah, I'm not. It's funny. I used to play on my friends and I used to flip it a lot. I used to hit the walls. And I, my family was like, well, good thing this is nothing like your actual life driving. Otherwise, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. I know a lot of the NASCAR drivers do it. So I've been uh, asking the younger kids if they're, if they're trying it out too. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to a new track, or, you know, a track you haven't maybe raced at very much. Does it take you very long to get, like, comfortable around the track? Um, or, you know, I don't know how many laps you do ahead of time for practice in that, but, you know, does, uh, is that something that you adjust to pretty quickly, or that's a struggle that you have? Um, I have adjusted to tracks um, pretty well uh, two years ago. So, 2016, my dad and I, actually visited eight new racetracks that either that neither one of us had seen in our entire life we went over and we ran really well at them and what helps is we have friends that are willing to offer us set up ideas 
and something I do as a driver is I go out and I follow somebody's line to see where I should be running and then I adjust my marks and my line from there to see if I can go fast or go slower see what works for best for me because maybe what works for somebody else might not be the best for me okay all right sounds good so um I'm looking at my list of questions here I think I've gone through most of the questions. So Amanda, one thing I usually ask when it's a younger person I'm interviewing is, how did your, I, it sounds like your dad was all for you racing. How did your mom feel about having her only child out on the racetrack? <laughs> oh man, my mom, my mom's a nervous wreck, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> she would have rather seen me stick with the soccer thing, the soccer aspect of my life. But my parents actually met at the racetrack. My dad was racing and my mom grew up at the racetrack. So it was kind of like I was destined to be out there from the start. But no, my mom, my mom comes to almost all my races and she sits up in the stands. And <laughs> when something's going on that makes her nervous, she has this really bad habit where she'll where she'll sit and she'll stare at the ground. And my grandma is the same way. My mom and my grandma both get super nervous and they just sit and they stare at the ground. But my mom my mom loves it just as much as my dad and I do now. So that's really cool. Yeah, that is. As long as you stay safe, she's gonna be fine with it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So do you have a favorite like professional driver? Um, I really like Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So is there anything, Amanda, that I haven't asked you about that you would like to share with our listeners or tell me about as far as yourself or your racing, anything at all? Um, I honestly didn't think that racing was going to impact my life as much as it has. Um, my family and I have traveled all across the Midwest over the past eight years, and we made so many new friendships that all that'll last a lifetime, like I've mentioned. And what's really cool about some of the friendships that I made with, like, Max Kaler, my dad and his dad used to race late models against each other. So they've known each other for a long time, and then Max and I started racing go-karts against each other and now you up to late models and it's really cool to see what he's doing in a similar situation with Jake Donna's dad. My dad and his dad raced against each other in the four cylinders and my dad raced against his uncles too and then Jake and I battled hard for a championship up at a local dirt track a few years ago and it was really cool to see what he was done with his late model career too. Okay. Very, very cool. They had no idea when they were racing against each other, those dads, that someday their their children would become friends. So that's uh, that's something that I hear not as often as I would think, but I do hear where, you know, it kind of passes down generation to generation and the tradition. And that that's what we've got to have if we want to keep short track and all kinds of racing alive. We've got to have kids like you who have a passion like you do to race and share it with others and keep racing. So thank you for that because I want to be able to go to the racetrack for a long time and I would love to come and watch you race. So tell us again how we can find um, either the schedule for your series 
or um, where we could go to find where you're going to be racing? Um, yeah, so my series, uh, their website is americansupercups.com, or you can find my profile on Facebook, my personal page. It's just Amanda Bone, and then social media, Instagram, it's amanda.bone6, and then my Snapchat is amanda.bone6 as well. So. Okay. All right, sounds good. I'm going to look up and see where you're going to be racing. And I'll watch next year because hopefully you come close. South Bend is not that far. A lot of those tracks, Angola. I, yeah. can't, believe, I can't believe you've been to Mottville and New Paris. That's crazy. So I've been to all those tracks. I, I will be there sometime to watch you race, Amanda. So I want to thank you for taking time out tonight to be on the show with us. And thank your parents for raising a, a very smart young woman who can do a great interview more than one or two words and so I appreciate that makes my job a lot easier so thank you so much and do you have anything else at all you want to share yeah I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports the girls in racing honestly being a girl in a male-dominated sport isn't always the easiest at times but the amount of people that show their support and show their love for us it's really cool to see okay Good last words. Well, thanks again for being on and uh, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. All right. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at iwmanation at gmail.com.